welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, You know, it is so great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. Um, And, you know, it's kind of fun that we get to talk about we get to talk about some things that we don't ordinarily uh, look at in our mainstream pop culture to talk about. But yet at the same time, there is this collective uh, consciousness that goes on. And, you know, when we take a look at what that is, we think about whether or not many of us do uh, believe that we really are all connected. But what is it about our, our journey? What is, it, what is it about our lives that perhaps we can learn more about, perhaps we can talk more about. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking uh, today on the show with uh, Dr. Carl uh, Coleman. Uh, But before we do that, uh, Benny, I want to say hi to you. How are you, Mr. B? Hey, doing well, Pat. Thank you for asking. Yeah, beautiful day, sunshine Uh, out. Yes, yes, yes. All week long. All All week week long. Going to have that beautiful day all week long. Uh, not going to be crazy about exceeding any heat records, which folks here really love. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's what I'm talking about. Getting ready for the uh, big 4th of July event that many people take off, celebration. And if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you actually consider that the first weekend of summer. But I think we're getting a sneak preview. I think we're getting it. Yeah, it's been a nice day so far. So so far. So far. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you out there, if you get a minute to just uh, check it out, breathe that in outside, take a look at the beauty that surrounds your life. And it doesn't matter whether you live here or you're listening from another part of the world or another part of the United States. Just take a a minute to breathe. Just take a minute to just breathe. As we talked about in the last show, take a minute to exhale. Uh, Today, uh, we get to have a conversation about the global mind and the rise of civilization, the quantum evolution of consciousness, the quantum evolution of consciousness. And, you know, what is consciousness? Let's start out with that conversation. What is consciousness? Well, if you're here and you're talking with my guest today, uh, you're talking with someone that as a young you know, as a young individual, his main interest was in the humanities and the history. You know, uh, the first phase of his scientific career was training and practice as a natural scientist. And we're going to hear a little bit about that. But, you know, what is it about science now that has intrigued so many people? Uh, but how do we connect the science of things with the events in life or as I love to talk about the event, the events 
uh, in history. And, you know, for some people, it's about exploring what the journey might have been like. But how about if you've heard about the Mayans and what they discovered and the Mayan calendar? What is it about consciousness and the, and, and the Mayans as a people that have grabbed on and gotten the attention of so many people in the world? But how can we look at whether it is back in the elders of time uh, or look at a modern day Mayan elder? How do we look at the messages of the world and see how if whether or not you believe it applies to the time we're living in? So today we get to talk about the global mind and the rise of civilization. And what does that mean to those of us today? Carl, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be on your show. Well, let's talk about this. There are many people that heard about the Mayan calendar, heard about, well, this civilization of people, but we know very little about it. Many of us know very little about it. But for you, this has become a lifelong journey. What is it about this journey and, and looking at the evolution of this that caught your attention? Yeah, <clears throat> it really has been a, a lifelong journey, and, and I've looked upon it as like a lifelong mission to try to make sense of this and to spread whatever I thought has, has made sense. Um, and it, for me, it all began when I, uh, when I was 29 years old and did a backpacking trip down to Mexico and Guatemala and uh, just had a very deep sense that this was my purpose of, of life that, that I encountered there. And I, I encountered that purpose of life by simply being very intrigued by the kind of calendar system that I then learned for the first time, really, that, that people in ancient Mexico and especially the Maya had once uh, had. Um, and, to, you know, most calendar systems, I, I, I should say all calendar systems in the rest of the world, is basically based on some kind of astronomical cycles. Um, and it, it could be the, the rotation of the uh, moon around the Earth or the Earth around the sun, and then you count days and, and so forth. <laughs> that creates a certain uh, understanding of time, which is uh, basically measurable time. Um, but the Maya had something different, uh, I would say fundamentally different, and, and that was very intriguing to me, because when I came there, I saw that uh, the, the specific days, any days, had some kind of association with spiritual quality. There could be glyphs, there could be numbers, and uh, um, there could be deities, gods, that, that were associated with different time periods. So <clears throat> that was intriguing to me. I mean, I, I could, of course, like, like most archaeologists have, have said, that this, there is no truth to it. But I had this uh, deep sense that they knew something here, that they had an understanding of time as a spiritual phenomena, a, 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 a phenomenon, you know, where it's not just a, about measuring who's the fastest or, or, or things like that, but trying 
try to grasp what is the quality of time for a specific time period. And uh, much later, after a long time after that uh, particular uh, trip, I, I, I decided to really go deep into this and learn from other people who had some kind of a basic knowledge of the Mayan calendar, and see how did these spiritual qualities fit with time, the time periods of history, really. And uh, then uh, a tremendous amount of things open up, a whole worldview where you can, can understand what is happening in the world, uh, at least I have felt so, so uh, based on the, the, the kind of qualities of time that, that Maya described. And uh, time becomes an, another kind of a thing. It becomes a spiritually, divinely informed uh, phenomenon rather than just something to measure or, 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 or uh, yeah, uh, or something like that. Yeah. So that's, that's how my journey started. Yeah. You know, I find it fascinating that we are fascinated with the civilization of people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't you? I, but I, I but I don't think there are any mistakes. I mean, no. I think when we look around the world, Carl, right, and we look at the people that have left things behind, uh, where we can really point to and say, wait a minute, there there is a message here. I'm often fascinated by civilizations that may have been here that had messages that weren't able to leave things behind that are visible to to the eye. But we look at these infrastructures around the world. Now, the Mayans, we are especially, especially interested in sort of the blueprint of sorts that we may think it provides us with. Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, when you're looking at, you know, the human mind, and we're looking at consciousness, and yet we see the structures that the Mayans have built, which some people think are quite linear, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so wh what is it that we, what we look at when we look at the Mayan culture? What mm. is it that we look at that has yeah. this multidimensional, almost holographic messaging to us? Yeah. Um that's a good question. I think, yeah. you know, I, I, in one sense, you might say this is a fairly small civilization. There were maybe five, ten million people, and, and mm -hmm. that's about the number of people today that you would say really call, called Maya. And so it's, it's quite remarkable that that, that, that that particular culture has had this uh, special role. Uh, another way of looking at it is that this was the only culture in pre-Columbian America that mm -hmm. had a system of writing. It was, in other words, it was like the Greek of the of the of the of the Americas, uh, a very advanced intellectual civilization in, in that sense. And even if people may not have gone into deeply into what the Mayan calendar is, I think there is a widespread sense that there is the truth there. Uh, uh, about uh, uh, time uh, and uh, um, uh, consciousness and the evolution of the mind, that, that's there. Uh, people, people know that, I think, uh, even those that have not chosen to, to really go into it, it, it deeply. Um, and uh, <clears throat> there's so many things to say about it, but I mean, yeah. you men mentioned multidimensionality and holograms and, yeah. and so forth. And it, 
I would I would like to say then that the the Mayan calendar describes how we download different kind of holograms in different eras. That's why they were able to associate certain time periods with certain spiritual qualities and so forth. Because what happens <coughs> is that uh, from the center of the universe, from the tree of life, as the Maya would call it, and many other ancient cultures as well, uh, is it, being broadcast, in my view, holograms all over the universe. And when there are certain shifts in this broadcasting, uh, our frequencies change, and we, we download a new hologram. And it's like we really walk around, unbeknownst to us, for, for the very most part, uh, enveloped in these kind of holograms. And those, those holograms, they, they guide us to see the world through certain filters, so to speak. The hologram that we download, it, it provides us with a filter. And when we download this kind of a filter, we start to see the world in a certain way, we approach it in certain ways, and we recreate a world in accordance with that hologram. And in this kind of a mechanism, I would say, is how, why there is certain qualities, certain civilizational attributes that are coming up in certain time periods. It all is about changing holograms emitted from the, the center of the universe that we, unbeknownst to ourselves, are, are downloading. And this is what drives our civilization uh, forward. And, and this is what, what is behind the ups and downs of, of, of the rise and fall of civilization. These, these holograms, you might say, go up, uh, out and down. So hidden in this, you might say, is, is a it's a cosmic plan, a destiny for, of humanity, really, uh, because in principle we may know what these different uh, holograms are, and and we can, to some extent, we can also learn how to download them and so forth. It, it, and and it's, it's, it's a little bit complex because there are many different levels of these waves that is broadcast from the center of the, or the universe, and that creates the multi-dimensionality. But it's also possible, I would say, and I've in this book I've tried to sort of present it in a way that is graspable and, and simple, that, uh, that there is a big cosmic plan that most of us, I would say, are yeah. unknown of. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I was fascinated by is, you know, and of course, I'm familiar with your work, but many of the folks are not. Um, you, you know, when I look at the, you know, I go back and I look at some of the articles you wrote in 2011 uh, and and so forth and so on, and you talk about these waves, I, I cannot help but be fascinated by looking at, you know, some of the things that you are revealing in your work and some of the events that are happening in the world. So, for example, here we sit today, me and you, and we're having a conversation uh, 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 several days after the events in the UK. Mm -hmm. You know, events that many people, uh, some predicted, some didn't predict, but 
those events, when we look at the Mayan calendar, when we look at some people predicted this from a zodiac and astrology point of view, there are indicators that talk about a change. Now, is it a change in consciousness? And I would love for you to talk about this for a little bit in the book, because many people said, ah, the Mayan calendar, here's what happened, but it didn't really happen. And you go on to talk about this in different ways. You talk about waves, and I'd like to know the relationship between the waves that you're referring to and consciousness and evolution. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, to, uh, but I, you know, when it comes to the, the um, word consciousness, mm-hmm. you, you raised the question to begin with, what mm-hmm. is consciousness? Yes. And, uh, and I saw somebody who had presented 70 different definitions of, of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I often, uh, you know, I, I happen to have books out where, where in the title it says consciousness, but sometimes it's actually the publisher that has chosen that yes. title because they know, know that. And, and I walk around often asking people what is consciousness because I... I you know, I, I I I don't use that term too much in 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 my work uh, because I think it's so multifaceted and people have so many different. Uh, but, but what I've used instead is is the mind, uh, which is a little bit different kind of a thing. It's it's uh, uh, if anything, I'd like to say that the mind is something that uh, separates and and. Uh, Consciousness is more like a unified uh, field, unified perception of, of of everything. Whereas the mind is what we use to to analyze and separate and and, and so forth. And um, um, so that's that's uh, uh, the, the mind is then what I really try to associate with with a with a Mayan calendar system. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the book, uh, this global mind of the rise of civilization, it really starts with providing a, a new kind of an explanation to why uh, civilizations arose on on this planet, and I'm sure they have arisen on many other planets as well. But uh, my basic explanation would be that um, at a certain point in time, at the beginning of the so-called long count of the Maya, which is basically 5,100 years ago, uh, there was a download of a new mind, uh, a mind that had not uh, existed before. Mm-hmm. And in, in the Mayan inscriptions, uh, I, I think they are saying basically that the whole globe, the whole planet was then uh, separated in mentally speaking, so to speak, in different uh, sections. Um, and uh, as a result of that, once you start civilization and the builds on really on the mind of being able to separate things, you can't make uh, metals unless you can separate them from ores, and you can't separate metals from ores unless you have a mind that tells you that these things can be separated. So uh, the, 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 uh, the mind is not, in my view, necessarily a good thing. I understand when, when people in India basically think that the mind is a bad thing. That's what prevents spiritual enlightenment and, and so forth. I think that's a, a, 
that develops technology through its separating uh, abilities. And uh, this has a history, and uh, it began 5,000 years ago when the first civilizations appeared on our planet with, um, in Egypt and Sumer and the Indus Valley. And then it's gone on for, for a, a long time. And uh, in uh, many of these waves, we have now recently passed 13 steps, which is really a sort of a holy number uh, among the Maya, uh, and especially the, this long count that started civilization 5,100 years ago. That has also completed, you might say, 13 steps. And I think what we're seeing now, for instance, in in the Brexit event in England, ultimately is sort of it's it's a little bit coming out of a completion of a long phase of civilization. And there is a mental shift going on at the current time. And it, it, it can have good sides and it, could, it can have bad sides. I, I think I see uh, 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 that, that rationality is to some mm-hmm. extent going out. But then again, <clears throat> many people would say, uh, well, rationality and, and the mind is really what prevents the heart from flourishing and, and, uh, and, and uh, spiritual uh, enlightenment and so forth. And I think that's a valid. Uh, I, I think that's valid as well. Uh, we, but but we, I think we do, should realize that you know we we uh, a long phase of of, uh, of the evolution of civilization has come to a a, a shift, if nothing else. And uh, we will have to deal with the world in in a somewhat different uh, way than than we've been doing previously. Um, well, you know, one of the things yeah. I love about this, and I, I didn't say this uh, before, but you know, uh, when when we're looking at uh, when we're looking at people in the world, I hear something I'm fascinated by. Um, you know, we look at different parts of the world. Now, you know, Carl, you went to the University of Stockholm, right? And yeah. And, and, yeah. and 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 you were raised, and you know, in, in Sweden, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. This is me. I love what I do, but I also like details. And I remember looking at an interesting study not too long ago, and I said to myself, you know, I'm looking at the books that are being written about consciousness. I'm looking about books that are being written about change and transformation. And I started to really look, and and I'm even looking at some things that are in film, right? Some of the more Mm -hmm. creative things. So there was a study that was done, I think it was 2011, And it looked at, you know, what are the top most creative countries in the world? And number one is Sweden. Uh But what I'm really struck by is not only is number one Sweden, but when you look at the list, right, and you go through the top 10 and you look at Sweden, then you're looking at Finland, number three, Denmark, number four, and so forth and so on. So out of the top 10, you know, what you're looking at, you're looking at the Scandinavian countries. Mm-hmm. And I was just fascinated by this because, you know, and what does this have to do with the topic today? Well, yeah. what it has to do with the topic today, and my question to you when we come back from break is, you know, 
it doesn't matter it, it, for us. Is it nature versus nurture? And what I mean by that is, you know, here we are talking about a culture and there are, there are other cultures like this that apparently were tapping into something, right? But what was it about them that created the setup for today's conversation? Was it nature? Was it nurture? Now, clearly, when I see a, a report, a research report that talks about the most creative countries in the world, and we have the entire Scandinavian aspect of this, as we like to refer to you all, as popping up in the top 10, somebody would think, wait a minute, is there something we can learn from you all? That's my question when we come back. Is there something we can learn from the Maya? Is there something we could learn that we're not really willing to explore or look at because perhaps this particular culture is from a part of the world we have some thoughts about? Let's take a short break, everybody. When we come back, we're going to hear from Carl about that. We're going to tell you how you can get a copy of the book fascinating book fascinating i mean i could go on for hours with him when we come back he's going to take us on a journey is it nature or nurture what part of this can we be part of is there something for us to learn and do we actually have to be from sweden to get it stay tuned we'll be right back Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Have you ever tried to just shift your present moment experience? Do it now. Just move your energy in a direction and watch what happens. Often we panic at the blocks that come up and we just stop. But today, try not to do that. Continue from your heart or solar plexus to shift in that new direction, whether it's in the middle of an argument, in the middle of some depression you're feeling, or some discouragement. What? happens for you as you do that. The opportunities are amazing. Just hold that space. If you're ready to shift into your best life, visit me at lesliefontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, audio products, all to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 Pacific and 1 Eastern. Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer radio show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Connect with your angels as you find your life flowing with ease and harmony. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basili every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? 
Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show or visit lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Hi, everyone. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Um, I, I am so thrilled to be talking with Carl about the book, and we're going to give you a lot of information. Before we jump ahead here, um, I would love for you to tell folks how they can find out more about you uh, and how they can get a copy of the book. Because, you know, the articles that I was referring to, uh, folks can actually, there's a link on your website that will take people to, you know, the old website and the old articles. But those are right there as well. And a lot of this is talked about. Uh, but most importantly, please tell folks how they can find out more about you and how they can get a copy of the book. Yeah, okay. So my, my main website is called Kalleman.com, which is C-A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. And uh, my book is available through all the bookstores and, uh, and uh, Amazon and, and uh, distributors like that. And mm -hmm. it's called the... the the Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization, and it was published about a month ago by Inner Traditions in, in Vermont. Yes, and and for those of you, I just want you to know the book, uh, the name of the book uh, is The Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization. Of course, you can go to the website and find out more about Dr. Carl for sure. Uh, and just so you know, there are other things that he has on the website. If you check out his books and his courses, you'll be able to find out uh, what he's up to, how all of this works. And then um, I was referring to some of the articles uh, today in the show. If you mm -hmm. click on articles, archived articles, there, there's a, certainly some of this information there for you to take a look at. And Carl, thank you for today. I, I want, I've got to ask you this question because I did mention the UK and what happened in mm -hmm. the UK. And many people might think, oh, okay, yeah, uh, that just is like one event. But I am fascinated by the many things that have happened since we started to outright talk about the Mayan calendar and the culture and how events are, are actually unfolding in our lives today. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any connection at all, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, this global mind and the rise of civilization and what just happened in the UK. Is there anything that you can connect the dots to or uh, perhaps there really isn't much of a relationship? Well, I would say there's a tremendous amount of things you can connect the the, the uh -huh. dots to, um, and and but I think what what you 
much broader, much long, more long-term perspective of uh, of things. Um, and, and I think, but, but I'm also convinced that in order to, for instance, for, uh, understand the Brexit, you will have to take this kind of a, a, a long-term perspective. The, the Maya long-term perspective is about how the the mind has changed over time, and uh, um, it, it, to, to try to 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 put this event in, in a perspective uh, in the Mayan calendar, so to speak, is that um, the, basically there is the, the the Mayan calendar describes wave movements. There there will be peaks and there are uh, um, valleys. Uh, I usually refer to them as days and nights in in a process of evolution. Th- these waves are are very much like electromagnetic waves or or, or gravitational waves. They go up and down. They 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 are reflecting cosmic vibrations, you might say. And <clears throat> now, <clears throat> the, uh, uh, only a few years ago, uh, one of these peaks came to an end in 2011. Uh, and that particular peak had began <clears throat> in 1617. In other words, uh, th- this kind of a peak lasted for almost 400 years. And uh, <clears throat> that peak was a, a, a peak that has, I- in many respects, uh, uh, been driving the, the, the scientific thinking it's been a, a peak that has favored um, uh, Western uh, uh, countries in the world. So uh, what, what happened um, at that time, or, or maybe 10 years before, uh, the beginning of this peak was that the, the, the crowns of England, Scotland, and uh, Ireland were, were unified under one king. Uh, this is what now we talk about as the United Kingdom. Yeah. And before the United Kingdom was unified like that, uh, England wasn't the, uh, a world power. It was just another uh, European power, you might say. And uh, <clears throat> at that point, I actually write about this in my book. It was only at that point that an eight-partitioned flag was started to be used by the the Union Yak, in, in other words, that were beginning to be used by these uh, 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 fleets from the British Isles. And the reason I'm mentioning this uh, is, uh, is that this kind of an eight partitioning is something that played a, a significant role in the Mayan view of how civilization emerged. But anyway, only th- then, then this peak began in, uh, in 1617, and uh, as you know, Three years later, in 1620, the first British land-based colony was was formed in 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 Massachusetts in 1620, and then this became the beginning of a, of a build-up of, of the British Empire. Uh, you would talk about the empire that where the sun would never set. You know, it, it maybe a quarter of the world's population would live under British rule. And uh, <clears throat> India, Australia, Canada, uh, uh, the uh, uh, 13 states, and 
etc., etc. Uh, England became, as this peak continued, England became more and more powerful uh, until it started to decline maybe a hundred years ago, and the United States, which is the offspring of, 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 the, of, the, of the British em- Empire, uh, became the world's dominating uh, power. And, uh, <clears throat> and basically the, the whole uh, um, empire was dismantled. Now, <clears throat> in 2011, this peak came to an end, and we're sort of going down. We, we, we're not anymore in a, in, a, in, a, in a energy field of the planet that favors Western dominance. And uh, the, the, this issue, I mean, it may seem like it's about England and, and, the, and, the, uh, uh, and, and the European Union, but I would say if you look deeper, it's actually about the breakup of the United Kingdom. And uh, because we come into a new global energy field that, where, where this is no longer relevant. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look upon this as, as a, I, I, I don't look upon it happily, so to speak. I'm more worried about it than, than, than anything else. But I do think this is what is meant to happen because it, it, we, we're entering an era where the West is not going to dominate the world. Some kind of a balance will have to be found and uh, this will be a, a, a tremendous balance act for, for uh, many parts of the world. But I, I would say that this is, you know, I should also say that even if I didn't go out with it publicly, I told people uh, close to me that, yes, they are going to vote to, to get out because it's time for the breakup of the, you know, the central, the, mm-hmm. the or, origin of Western power, you might say, which is the British Isles and, and it's it's something that will have huge repercussions. It, it, it's not an event that they will be fixed. It's more like something that marks the beginning of a new era that, that we will have to deal with. Well, I mean, it, you know, one of the things is, is uh, when we look at this and we look at some of the things you've written in the book, Uh, I want to talk about, you know, this idea of consciousness. And some folks uh, may think, well, wait a minute, consciousness is always about coming together, right? But sometimes it's not. It's not always about coming together. I mean, isn't it interesting? You and I are talking about a civilization that did not survive, so to speak. But its very existence survived and surpassed probably anything you and I would even be talking about if they were still around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I love it that you, you are seeing this aspect of consciousness uh, because, you know, that's why I go around, always have to ask people what do they mean by consciousness. Some people think it's, it's good. Well, it's not that. It, it, it can go either way. It, it really is the, the evolution of consciousness. I, but I do believe that, you know, the, the plan for this, with these, the unfolding of the totality of the waves that the Mayan calendar describes, the, the destiny chart of humanity, I do believe that is meant to take us to a state of, of much more uh, deepened unity between ourselves. Uh, it, it, but it's, it's not a straight line there. It's, it's, we will have to go through some things to, to get there. But I, I do think that's where things are meant 
and I, I honor everyone who, who does what they can to develop themselves in, in such a uh, direction that they are able to lift themselves uh, above uh, separations and, uh, uh, you know, all, all these ways that we have as human beings to sort of split up our minds and to split up different groups and different people and judgment and, and, and so forth. And, and I, 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 I really think that it's not just a dream that, that the world eventually will, will be what John Lennon imagined in the song Imagine. I, I think that's where it's going, and, and that's really why I'm, I'm writing these books. But yeah. uh, having said that, I, 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 I'm so happy that you see these things, that, that it's not just a, 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 an easy road that everybody could take. We, that is something you have to, there, there are things to learn. It's much more complicated if we want yeah. to understand this. Yeah. I mean, it's really for us, it's juxtaposed in a lot of ways. I mean, on the one hand, in the United States, we experience something that we've never experienced before, uh, to my knowledge, that happened in our own Congress. And that was a coming together of a group of people. Then juxtaposed at that, almost in contrast, is what happened in the UK. Although some people would say, that too was a coming together of people. But in the process of coming together, there were things that had to be separated and, yep. and, and literally deconstructed. Is yep. that what the Mayans believed? You know, from what you could gather, you know, yep. what is the fundamental message that causes your concluding perspectives in the book about this paradigm shift? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say so. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, in, I, I perfectly, I think you, you're, you're right on when you point to this event in the, in the U.S. Congress uh, mm-hmm. as, as something really sort of uh, honoring human life and, and coming together and being courageous. And uh, <clears throat> it, it, the breakup of, of, of the Great Britain, which I'm already starting to talk about, even yeah. if, it, if it hasn't happened, you know, it, it's the same thing there. You can... I, 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 I think that the Mayan calendar or study of the Mayan calendar helps people to realize that this too, even though it's a separating event, this too can be a step in the path of, of, of unity. Uh, it's just not the immediate consequence may not be that. And sometimes the separations have to happen in order for unity to take place on, on a higher level. Um, we don't know, uh, you know, going back to the Maya, um, yeah. we don't really know what they believed. No. Uh, we, uh, all, we, all we know, there's, you know, there was so much talk a couple of years ago, the world will come to an end, the Maya said, and so forth. And mostly of those things were just made up. They, they had, had no foundation in, in Mayan texts or, or anything like that. But there was one... There was one inscription. It's called the, the Tortuguero Monument Number no. Six, that speaks of what will happen at this shift that we just now went through. And to to not complicate too much, I would mm-hmm. say what what it says is that at that point all the nine waves will be active, uh, uh-huh. all the nine waves of creation. 
And this is the new situation in the history of the universe. All nine waves, including the highest wave, the ninth wave, or the highest frequency, that brings a kind of unity uh, perspective to reality. All those will be active. And it creates a new situation for us. It's no longer that, you know, there's another wave to wait to wait for or something like that. Rather, uh, we now have to make our choices as where are we going to, what are we going to re- resonate with? Uh, um, is it unity or is it duality? Because different waves are, are uh, some of them create duality, other create unity. And it's, it's, it's that, that our intentions will be absolutely crucial for, for how we do that. But what the Maya said, and it's still a very important message, is that in 2011, all nine waves will be accessible. They, they will be available. And now we're in a, that is the shift in consciousness. Uh, it's not like something that happens over a night. It's the beginning of a long process that, that we are seeing intensifying at this particular point in time. And some people will choose this path that, for instance, the, the people in, in, the, in the American Congress uh, did last week, which is one of honoring human life and, 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 and but not everyone will do so, I think. Yeah, but we're starting to see things like that in various places. And I'm really struck by, uh, I want to go back a couple of years if I could, because I also referenced uh, the Nobel. uh, Well, I didn't reference the Nobel Prize, but I'd like to reference it now. But I I did reference Sweden. And, you know, one of the things I was really struck by is the 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 I don't really know the language. Some people call them paradoxes, Dr. Carl. Some people call them paradoxes. Some of the people, you know, really look at them as contrast. Here's what I'm really struck by. I'm really struck by, you know, how it is in the world we live in. There's so much dialogue today uh, uh, about the Muslim culture. And yet we have a woman uh, that made history because she was shot in the head, shot a couple of other places, uh, because she believed in education and believed that for women and was targeted. And I'm referring to Malala Yousafzai, who, mm-hmm. of course, did win the, uh, the, the Nobel Prize, right? Yep. She yep. didn't win it her first year, I believe, yep. because people were afraid to give it to her, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I actually think that was the case, but I don't know if that's true. But here yep. we have that, that. We also have the atrocity in Orlando, which is symbolic in its own way, right? Yeah, yeah. And yet we have these events. And I'm just curious about uh, what you've been able to connect from the Maya when you're talking about it or how people can make sense of what's emerging today in the world. I don't believe it's all bad, but the situation looks bad. Like when Malala Yousafzai got shot, that didn't look good. But now we look back and we see the woman that she is. And we're looking at it, wow, there's some symbolism, there's some history in that. What do you make of all of this? Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's many threads going uh, uh, together and uh, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, There there are certain time periods um, you know, we, I talked about these P 
the Mayan calendar. And there are certain time periods that have favored the Christianity, basically, and there are other time periods that have favored mm-hmm. Islam. And uh, uh, we are now going into one that in the past has favored Islam. Um, that doesn't mean that it, 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 it has to, you know, has, it's just my, in other words, it's just a minority who are these uh, crazy uh, mm-hmm. terrorists. Uh, but overall, there, there is a, a change going on, uh, an underlying um, uh, change in, in the field of the planet that, that does support Islam at, at, at the current time. And uh, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, what shall I say? Um, um, it, 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 it doesn't, you know, I, I think, first of all, you, the, 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 it's very, very few people in, that are, have taken this sort of uh, road of, of terrorism mm. in different ways. But yeah, exactly. Ultimately, ultimately, I think that comes out of a disconnect from the divine source. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's people that are just, you know, they have downloaded a very dark hologram, I would, I would say, in, mm-hmm. in this particular uh, case, from which, you know, where, where uh, life, their own life and other people's life really no, no longer matters. And, you know, I, I think I can explain that, but I don't know even if it, if it is meaningful to, uh, right. uh, to do so. Uh, uh, but um, what, what more I'd like to say as a message from this is that a shift is going on on, on, a, on a global scale, I think. And it's, it, it won't be as it's been in the past that, it, you know, it's, it's the West that dominates everything and, and so forth. The balance is coming on. Now, personally, I might be worried about certain aspects of what is going on then in the Eastern Hemisphere, but it, it, it's happening, whether we, we like it or not. And the, the, the point is, however, that, uh, as I mentioned, all nine waves are now active, and, and even if very few people uh, have developed this kind of a resonance with the a, with a unity of the ninth wave, that is really the future, that, mm. that resonance with, with unity consciousness being possible really for the first time. That is that will allow humanity to transcend mm. uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, the past and transcend the conflicts of, of the past. It's just that it won't, you know, it's not happening overnight. Yeah. And sometimes I yeah. hear people, you know, people are, are asking me, you know, do you see any kind of sign of this nine wave? Well, mm-hmm. you know, one clear sign that I think is, is the current Pope. Uh, yes. Who um, probably for the first I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, Christian in, in, in that No, sense. but you're right. You know, whatever you're going to say, yeah, he's the first pope. Whatever you're the, about to say, I would say he's pretty he's much, the, he's the pretty much the first. Yeah. He's the first pope. He's the first pope worthy of the name. And he was uh, elected only three years ago. He's, he's a yeah. product of this new energy. And, and he, he paves the wave, pay, or yeah. paves the way for a tremendous amount of other things, and and it's, we 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 can choose to look at at the, the kind of opening that he has created, or we can uh, we can choose to see all the negative sides. Right. I, I'm not saying we 
that we should deny any aspect of, of reality, but we, we should see this. It, 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 for the first time, this is 266 popes have preceded him, and I would say here we have one who really, uh, as much as I can tell, really professes the, the, the Christian message in a very honest and a very brave way. Well, I mean, and that leads us kind of to a great conclusion for the show, and one that, you know, sometimes it is a controversy of, of things that will bring us to a creative element of design. You know, my, my mom, my stepmom used to always say to us, is she always worried about us as kids when we got silent. She always worried about us as children when we got silent. She was always very suspicious of how we were. But she always loved, even in a heated argument, even in the heated argument, she always loved that. And I asked her why later on in life, Carl. I said, "Why, Mom, why did you, why, were you, why did you like that? Why did you always smile when we were like that? She yeah. said, because it showed me you were alive. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't know if the Mayans feel like that or if that's part of the conversation. But there is an aliveness, I think, to the world today. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Carl, thank you for uh, thank you for so much today. Again, we have about a minute or so. I'd like to ask you your personal message and please give out your website. This is a fabulous book. Fabulous book. Yeah. Well, the the my, my message is that the, uh, the 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 Mayan calendar describes how different waves are creating the universe that are emitted from the center of the universe, the tree of life. And uh, uh, quite recently, uh, in 2011, the, the highest of these waves, the ninth wave, uh, was activated. And, the, and what that means is that it's, uh, a completely new possibility is created for humanity to reach a higher state of consciousness where we see that Everything is connected, and that where we work to to bring connections rather than the separations. And the fact that this is the, uh, a wave that was recently activated and will not disappear—I I emphasize that—it won't disappear—means that that is the direction the world is going. It's going towards seeing the connection. It's going is going to unity of all things living and the way there may be very difficult but there is no reversal of, of this trend it, it, it stays there. wow well thank you carl i love this for more about carl the global mind and the rise of civilization this book is jam-packed we could have spent four hours on this hey everybody stay tuned another hour on transformation talk radio coming up yes. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.